And race does come into play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. But this news roundup, we have other stories to get to, so I'm going to throw it back to Selena. Yeah, this is the Republican idea of job creation. (laughs) (laughs) FYI. So, yeah, so speaking of race and class, um, as we know, the country has been in a battle when it comes to just African-Americans unarmed being shot down. And then we had the police shootings in Dallas and Baton Rouge. But before we, you know, we, we jump into Baton Rouge, which is pretty recent. It came after the Dallas shooting. Uh, we had the shooting of Charles Kinsey. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the video, but he he was a therapist, a trained black therapist who was uh, trying to get an autistic uh student of his who or 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 someone who was like within that uh within his clinic so they happened to run away and he's autistic so he's not fully functioning and he's sitting in the middle of the street with a toy truck so charles kinsey is like you know he's trying to coax him along to say like come on let's go back all of a sudden you know someone calls the cops the cops show up and instead of helping this autistic young man and helping this therapist get him back into the facility they draw their weapons, right? Well, and I'll just say this, FYI, the person that called the cops said that that person may have a gun. They may have been talking about the autistic man. I don't know, but they said a gun may have been involved. So they get there. They draw their guns. Charles is like, okay, guys, my hands are up. FYI, let me just let you know, I am a trained therapist. This person is autistic. He has a toy truck in his arms, He in his hands. He also says there's no need for a weapon. And because he's black they shoot him anyway and he while his hands were still in the air and this part was on the video and he's like what and then he says like sir why did you shoot me and the officer reacts saying i don't know i was just like i was fuming at work like it's like enough is enough it's hard to take this thank god charles has survived he only shot him in the leg and not the heart of the brain, but this is ridiculous. Right, and like you know, what he did everything right in the situation. Right. But even so, I hate like I you know like I oh. in in some ways it's like he's the model for having done everything right and still being shot. Yeah. On the other hand, even if people don't do everything right, that's not necessarily a reason to kill them. So I don't want to think that just because he did everything right, I am trying to imply that if you don't necessarily do everything right, that you should also still be killed. Now, obviously, if you if your idea of not doing the right thing is turning and pointing a gun at a police officer, then you're going to get shot, mm-hmm. you know? But we're talking about, you know, people that are largely unarmed. And in this situation, he's literally laying on the ground with his arms up, telling the police that this thing that this man has in his hand is a toy. It is not a weapon. That he nobody has a weapon. And, you know, I, I like trig- like this guy was just trigger happy. Well, what we're seeing over and over and over again that is that if a, a black person walks toward the cops, they get shot. If a black person walks away from the cops, they get shot. If a black person doesn't look at the cops, they get shot. If the black person does make eye contact with the cops, they get shot. If the black person is carrying a gun, they get shot. If a black person is carrying a toy gun, they get shot. And now if a black person is carrying a toy truck, they get shot. And this no, is no, no. all I think No, no, no. If a white person is carrying a toy truck, and the, black, to oh, the person to next to the black person carrying the toy truck excuse me i'm sorry you're right. absolutely right i think but there's this a is common the thing. theme in this yeah the this is this is the thing i have a hard time believing and i have a son who places on the autistic spectrum that if i was in the street trying to get my son to calm down they would not have shot me and i have treated the cops like jerks <laughs> 
in wow. the past, I have mouthed off at the cops. I have mouthed off when they pulled me over, even when I knew I deserved to be pulled over. There was one incident where I was at a bar with a friend, and he caused a ruckus, and he was drunk and being a jerk. They called the cops on him. The cops are arresting him, and I'm yelling at the cops. Um, there's all kinds of different incidences in my past where I have been completely disrespectful to the police in a way that if I were black, I could not do that. At the very least, I would have been arrested along with them, but I was given a pass. And that is what white privilege is, and that is why black lives matter. Because it's not that... What all lives matter misses in this, it's not that only black lives matter. It's just that they have historically mattered less in the past. Right. And still do. Yes. Yes. Uh, I agree. Uh, You know, actually, so I saw something great on that, right? Um, And it says, I'm going to actually read it. It was a a tweet or a Facebook post. Um, If you say hashtag blue lives matter, you don't mean that people who aren't police don't matter. It's Mm -hmm. just that you feel like police were being unfairly targeted by a group of people, which means you understood what the beep word I can't say on the radio, the phrase black lives matter has meant the entire time and you have elected to be a jack other word I can't say on yeah. the radio that is that is another word for but. No, <laughs> you're absolutely right and it, like you said, this is historical and this is something that's just playing out in social media and on cameras because of technology but this has been going on for decades and now you see, now and I'm not justifying anyone retaliating but I think people who have PTSD such as the shooter in in Dallas that shot the cops and the shooter in Baton Rouge that shot the cops who also was an Iraq veteran who had PTSD what they're doing is you know people don't always know how to channel their frustration and their anger in the most productive way and these crazy people are going out and shooting back and retaliating thinking that's going to bring us to some type of solution I don't agree but I certainly I, I can understand and see how you know the frustration level is boiling over at this point and people don't know what to do to get this to stop we march we petition we speak out about it and it just happens all the time and frankly I'm at the point where I'm expecting another black life to die this week and I just pray Any it's minute. not mine or, or someone or my loved one that's the point we're at now I wrote a piece about this specifically for uh, spoilednyc.com and uh, I talked about a lot of the things that we've been talking about right now the the thing that we haven't mentioned yet is that you can support Black Lives Matter and the police at the same time. John Stewart, I think, said something along the, the lines of there is, n- there is nothing wrong with condemning the officers, that the officers that do wrong while supporting the officers that don't. When it came to Dallas, that police department was incredibly helpful to the Black Lives Movement. They helped plan them the the they helped plan the march. Uh, they de-escalated down to patrol uniforms and pistols, and then somebody opened fire and everybody lost their stuff on media, mainstream and otherwise. The problem is is that um, you have a lot of rhetoric being put out by the right wing, by the NRA, by Chris Cox at the RNC recently that black people are gangbangers and thugs mm-hmm. 
and the police are jackpooted government oppressors, it's really only a matter of time before they speed up the car crash that is uh, the oppression of uh, black Americans and uh, what the police have to go through. I mean, where I do sympathize with the police is that uh, not excusing them at all is that at any minute they could have somebody pull a gun on them at any time of their day. And in 20 years of the restaurant industry, I dealt with dozens of physical assaults upon me, just, you know, whether it was a co-worker or breaking up co-workers or from a customer or breaking up customers because people can get nuts. And... Uh, you know, so, I mean, walk through Times Square and the cops are there in full tactical gear with fully automatic firearms at all times. Same thing at Penn Station. That was unheard of mm. not that long ago. But the police would be foolish to not be prepared at all times for lethal threats. And this does not at all excuse what we're seeing here in New York City, what we're seeing in Baton Rouge, what we have saw in Ferguson, what we saw in Baltimore, what we saw everywhere. But we have basically two cars full of issues that crashed into each other, and it was the rhetoric forwarded by the NRA and the right wing that helped make that carnage as bloody as possible. Well, you know, listen, last week, we or two weeks ago now, we had on uh, Officer Edwin Raymond, um, you know, and you should definitely listen to that interview. That is an amazing interview, and if you don't go to our webpage right after this live show <laughs> ends and listen to that interview, you're really missing out. But, I mean, Edwin Raymond is a black police officer. He grew up in Brooklyn. You know, he knows the community. He wants to do right. He said from the beginning, and, and go listen to the interview, that he always intended to do right. That's the type, like, that that falls into that fits into Black Lives Matter also, right? right? That has to be something that has to be understood. Like Edwin Raymond, even though he's a police officer, is part of Black Lives Matter. You know what has to stop the rhetoric against Black Lives Matter yes. about it being some kind of terrorist, terrorist group, or, yeah. or yeah. you know, like, or that it's racist? Because those things are not only not true, they're not helpful. And you know, we really are sitting here, and I'm a civil rights attorney, and a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement are activist people or people who are just fed up and want to get involved. And like, we're asking for social justice, and we're asking for there to be changes in the way right. we do policing, and the changes in the way you know our country is structured so that we have less things like this. And not for nothing. The other thing, the last thing I want to say, because I know that we have a caller on the line we want to get to, which is this idea of war on cops is garbage. Like, if you look at the numbers, police are being killed at a far lower rate now than at any point in history. So, Toddlers get shot and shoot more people than cops do, just so you know. Exactly. FYI, we do have a caller on the line who would like to let her voice be heard. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I want to thank you for this show. It's really informative. And just one thing I wanted to comment on is what I think the world, and especially we here in the United States, simply do not understand is that more black men than ever, whether or not they've been in the military, suffer from PTSD. And uh, right now, well, you've said it. Things are terrible. Uh, you know, Beyond that, I just I heard someone say these crazy people. I mean, I think it was you probably you were sympathizing. You were saying they have PTSD and people don't understand this. And these crazy people go out. I actually object to using the word. I would like to say these troubled people. Yes, you know, you I, know, I agree. With, I'm the one who used that. I just crazy. want to say that I, I agree with you there about not using the word crazy and troubled. That's a better word. But continue. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, this is right on. And... You know, uh, yes, there are those policemen 
you know, who are good guys. You know, years and years ago, I lived in Harlem over 30 years, and uh, a guy got shot, killed on 7th Avenue. He was selling incense, and he had mouths, right? Anyway, the cops shot him seven times, and he died. And it didn't hit the media really, not much. It was probably, you know, a small byline in the New York Times or whatever, if that. Uh, But many of us, I'd say about 300 of us, did descend on the precinct, and we tried to find out, you know, uh, what was going on. And I I said to a community affairs officer, who I respected, I have to say. I mean, he was, for all practical purposes, a good guy, and he did work with the community. I said, why did they shoot you know, because it wasn't necessary to shoot. The guy didn't have a gun. He was unarmed. And this man said to me, um, they teach us to shoot. Mm. They teach us to shoot. Right. One other comment he made at another time when I overheard him telling a rookie how to avoid uh, the drug, you know, how to get out of the drug test. Because I guess the rookie maybe smoked marijuana or something. I'm not sure. He was explaining to him, this is what you do. And he didn't know I had overheard it. I was early for a meeting. He came in and he said, well, sorry, we're the biggest gang in the world. And Mm. that is a real problem, I think. That is a real problem. And we definitely appreciate you for calling in and letting your voice be heard. You know, when it comes to police training and how they relate to communities of color, that's an issue that we discuss here all the time. And it definitely does boil back to training and just the institution of police because at the root of it, it it is systemic racism. So we appreciate that. And we'll continue doing our part here on Let Your Voice Be Heard to inform, educate, and empower. On that note, we do have to take a quick break, but don't go away. When we come back, we'll be talking about who is Tim Kaine right here on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Money, I ain't never let go. 